Hi, welcome to the On Your Marks Book Review Podcast with me, Jonathan Marks. This week I read Elon Musk, how the billionaire CEO of SpaceX and Tesla is shaping our future. The book is written by veteran Silicon Valley journalist and writer Ashley Vance. While the book is a few years old now, uh, seven years to be exact, I think it's still relevant and a fascinating read. Although, as Vance notes in the appendices to the book, written as a kind of catch-up since the initial research was done, Musk is a, and I quote, body in a constant state of motion, end quote. So writing his bio, authorized or otherwise, I think is always a challenge, especially as regards his current and future activities. The book, which is an authorized biography, works, I think, on a couple of levels. Firstly, it would seem to be a very faithful accounting of Musk's early life and his two first ventures. He had showed enormous promise as an entrepreneur early on, writing a game that was published in a South African computer magazine, back when you had to input hundreds of lines of code into your ZX Spectrum computer in order to enjoy just a few moments of fun in a graphicless environment. His time at Pretoria Boys High was, it seems, unremarkable, with classmates saying, and I quote, There were four or five boys that were considered the very brightest. Elon was not among them. End quote. Another one said, Honestly, there were just no signs that he was going to be a billionaire. He was never in a leadership position at school. In fact, I was rather surprised to see what happened to him. End quote. He left South Africa at 17 and went to Canada, working some odd jobs until he enrolled for a time at Queen's University in Ontario. One little story that jumped out for me in the book was a practice that Elon and his younger brother Kimball had adopted. The two, desirous of building their network and meeting interesting people, would scan the Canadian newspapers and then cold call and write to potentially interesting people, inviting them to lunch. One of these turned out to be a senior executive of the Bank of Nova Scotia, who was so impressed by these two young men that he accepted the invitation. The Musk brothers made the three-hour train journey to meet him for lunch, and this led to a summer internship at the bank for Elon and a lifelong friendship as a trusted advisor for his work. With a double major degree from the University of Pennsylvania, Elon and his brother headed to Silicon Valley and their first startup called Zip2. This was essentially an electronic web-based yellow pages with geolocation included, something I know we all take for granted today, but was highly innovative at the time. He and his brother ran the business and eventually sold it off, making some money to segue into Musk's next venture, X.com. This would in time merge with another startup and become PayPal. He clearly had the ability to conceptualize, develop and grow a tech business. Although as one exec who worked for him at the time said, what separates Elon from other mortals is that he's prepared to take on an insane amount of personal risk. When you do a deal like he does, it either pays off or you end up in the bus shelter somewhere. End quote. The book has fantastic amounts of detail about these two ventures, which reads like part thriller novel and part startup playbook. Musk shows himself during the X.com PayPal period to be an incredibly hard worker, but someone who, and this is my own assessment, does not seem to play nicely with others. Boardroom battles, challenges with investors, and founder conflict were not uncommon during this period. As Vance says in the book, the stronger critique of Musk during this period was that he had succeeded to a large degree despite himself. Musk's traits as a confrontational know-it-all and his abundant ego created deep, lasting fractures within his companies.
end quote. But in the end, he takes $100 million away from this venture, which sets him up perfectly for the next big project, space travel. The book goes into plenty of detail on the background to the space and aeronautics industry at the time, giving the context for how private operators were seeking opportunities and how technology was advancing to support many of these endeavours. Musk finds himself as part of the Mars Society, a non-profit group of space enthusiasts, and he becomes a major donor to this group, which gives him access to like-minded people and some great decision-makers and movers and shakers, including director James Cameron and some fairly high-profile NASA people. There's an amusing moment in the book where Vance recounts how Musk tries to buy refurbished ICBMs from the Russians, science nuclear payload, that is, to advance his space plans. This comes to nothing, and on the way back from yet another meeting in Moscow, Musk is focused on his laptop while his colleagues are brooding over the failed meeting. As one person recounts the story at the time, Elon was sitting in the front typing on his computer. We're thinking, fucking nerd, what can he be doing now? at which time Musk turns around flashing a spreadsheet he just created saying, hey guys, I think we can build this rocket ourselves, end quote. And so emerges SpaceX. The story is long and involved, and not really the subject of this podcast, but between the media and the Netflix series Countdown and the Netflix movie Return to Space, both of which I recommend, by the way, you'll get the full story. The Tesla story follows a similar trajectory within the book and in Elon's life. There's plenty of background to the electric car sector in the book, especially in California, which seems to have sustained the flowering of this industry until Detroit and the rest of the world caught up. Elon becomes an early investor in an electric car startup, around the time that another group of entrepreneurs were tinkering with a high-end electric vehicle under the brand Tesla Motors. Ever the master of deal-making, Musk brings these two groups together, piles in with large amounts of cash, and in time finds himself not only the largest investor, but at some stage the CEO. Similar issues to PayPal emerge, strong personalities and Musk's desire to have everything his own way creates rifts in the team, but the project seems to continue and of course succeed. When the roadster finally emerges, Musk announces, until today all electric cars have sucked. This statement comes from his absolute obsession with getting things not right but perfect something he demanded from the Tesla team. As one former Tesla exec says in the book, and I quote, we'd have these meetings and take bets on who was going to get bloodied and bruised. If you told him that you made a particular choice because it was the standard way that things had been done, he'd kick you out of the meeting immediately, saying, I never want to hear that phrase again. What we do here is fucking hard and half-assing things won't be tolerated. End quote. Where the book really seems to be of value over and above the narrative and the story, is to hint at the mindset of Elon Musk. There's clearly an approach that he has towards entrepreneurship and business in general that leads to high-risk but, of course, very valuable enterprises. I picked out five from my list, and I think these might be useful for the aspiring entrepreneur listening into this podcast. First, big picture. All these ventures have some huge big-picture vision. He seems to approach industries that lend themselves to large-scale change, and his vision of what the world could be once his vision is implemented is definitely a driving force for him. Secondly, decisiveness. He's nothing if not decisive. There seems to be little evidence of Musk carefully weighing up the options of each decision. Instead, he acts quickly and with great resolve, 
He may not always be right, but he definitely takes advantage of the energy and excitement that comes from moving quickly. Third is commitment. He would seem to commit all his resources to a path of action, often sacrificing his personal life in the process. If the phrase, the most committed wins, is true, then I think he has done just that, irrespective of what the market might say to the contrary. Four is his work ethic. He has an insane work ethic, and this is evident from his first start-up to his latest venture. He seems unrelenting in his allocation of time to his work. The book has an infographic of a year of travel in his life. For example, the average American travels four times per year. In 2013, Musk traveled 185 times. And finally, five, risk. This is something he seems to be very, very comfortable with. And while entrepreneurs are not natural risk takers, Musk appears to buck the trend and takes on huge amounts of risk, personal and in business, in order to meet his goals. I don't suggest that all that Musk is or espouses should be slavishly emulated, but the book does offer a very nuanced account of his life thus far, and like it or not, I think this is an individual who has and will make a substantial mark on humankind and our life on Earth, and who knows if he gets his way even life on another planet. As Google's Larry Page says in the book, good ideas are always crazy until they're not. Well, thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast. This book, or in fact any book around Musk, is essential reading for the entrepreneur aspiring to great things. I hope you have a wonderful week ahead.